What's up, y'all? It's your boy Ace. This is Fantasize Football. We back once again, bringing y'all some fantasy football content for the 2021 fantasy football season. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you all that have been coming by, showing some love and support to the young boy. Really means the world to me. And if you're new, thanks for coming by, giving me some of your time. If you enjoy the video, make sure you leave a like. It really helps. But today, we are going to be talking about some early round running back targets of mine for fantasy football in 2021. Now, before we get into that real quick, I did want to say, if you enjoy this video, if you've been enjoying the content, make sure you subscribe to the channel. It really helps the channel grow. It's free to do. Help me reach that goal of 100 subscribers on YouTube by the end of the fantasy football season. I really appreciate it. But yeah, like I said, we're going to be talking about some of my early round running back targets. So guys, rounds one through four, and we're going to be looking at this from the perspective of full PPR this season, uh, today, because I was doing this for myself, and I figured I would share it with you guys, but I play in most, mostly full PPR leagues, so that's kind of what I'm using for today. But before we get into that, my boy over here, he did just say, make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. His words, not mine. He essentially had a gun to my head, said, I got to tell you guys. So here I am. I'm letting y'all know. He said, subscribe to the channel, take it how you will. His words, not mine. Don't shoot the messenger. But with all that out of the way, let's get right into my favorite early round running back targets. And I could have done a cop out, man. I really could have. I could have gone with like McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Kamara, Saquon Barkley. But that's kind of the consensus top five. So I wanted to go outside of that a little bit. McCaffrey's first for me, then Dalvin Cook. Then after that, it's it's a crapshoot. Whoever you like the best, go ahead and do it. But after that, the guy that stuck out to me the most was Aaron Jones, running back of the Green Bay Packers, currently 14th overall in ECR expert consensus ranking for those of you that aren't aware. Now, obviously, this has a lot to do with Aaron Rodgers. And I expect Aaron Rodgers to end up back with the Packers one way or another. They'll kiss, they'll make up, they'll make things work. Because clearly, the Packers have Aaron Rodgers and at least their short-term future plans. And on the note of future plans, clearly, Aaron Jones is in the Packers' future plans. Because he was given... Oh, oh wow. I got an email. He was given a four-year, $48 million extension this offseason. Big money for a running back. And what does that mean? It means if you're going to pay a running back that kind of money, then you're going to use them. So I expect Aaron Jones to have a similar workload to what he has over the past few seasons. Now, what has Aaron, done, Aaron Jones done these past few seasons? He has had back-to-back top five finishes and I don't see why he couldn't do that again with the same offense with Aaron Rodgers at the helm with Devontae Adams with all the other weapons why he couldn't do that again in 2021 another reason why I feel that way is because I expect Aaron Jones to have more upside in the receiving game this season be more involved than he already has been in the receiving game with the departure of Jamal Williams to Detroit in free agency Uh, we saw Jamal Williams Take Aaron Jones off the field in some passing down situations, in two-minute drills, things of that nature. And I expect Aaron Jones to take on that role in 2021 because his only real competition for touches on this team is A.J. Dillon, who isn't the same type of back as Jamal Williams, where Jamal Williams is kind of a jack-of-all-trades. A.J. Dillon specializes in being a bruiser, so I do expect him to take away some of the work on in the ground game and some goal line carries, but I expect Aaron Jones to more than make up for that with an increased workload in the receiving game. 
Another thing I really love about Aaron Jones is the touchdown upside. We've seen it in the past. He's basically a shoe-in for 10-plus touchdowns, for double-digit touchdowns of all things. If he can stay healthy, if things go his way. Like I had said, Aaron uh, A.J. Dillon should take away some work in the ground, a little bit of the goal line work. But like I had mentioned with the... Um, the increased involvement in the passing game. I think he should be able to make up for it. We've seen it in the past. Two years ago, he had 19 total touchdowns over double-digit touchdowns last season. So I think he could do that again in 2021. And the last point about Aaron Jones that I want to bring up is his efficiency and why this is so important. It's because... Aaron Jones has shown that he doesn't need elite volume in order to be successful, be a valuable asset for fantasy football, even if A.J. Dillon does take away some of the groundwork more than what Jamal Williams did. We've seen that Aaron Jones doesn't need to get 300 touches in order to be successful, in order to be an asset. And also that means that if he does hit that 280, 300 touch marker, then the ceiling is the moon. And that is why Aaron Jones is one of my favorite early round running back targets. And I would be okay with drafting him after any of those top five running backs, obviously, uh, barring that Aaron Rodgers does stick around. Now, moving on to the second player that we need to talk about today, that is none other than Austin Eckler, running back of the LA Chargers, currently 16th overall in ECR. Now, Eckler's coming into his second year playing with Justin Herbert, and it is worth mentioning that there is a new coaching regime here, and that hasn't always boded well for second-year quarterbacks, but Justin Herbert isn't your typical second-year quarterback. We saw it last season in his rookie season, breaking rookie records left and right, and I don't think that... Um, with a full offseason, with Austin Eckler, Eckler back and healthy, that Justin Herbert couldn't build on what he did in his rookie season and be successful again in, um, with the Chargers. Now, last season, Austin Eckler was banged up a bit. But if you take his numbers, you pace them out to 17 games, he would have had a 191 carries, 917 yards. I'm sorry. 901 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. And 111 targets, 91 catches. 685 yards and three touchdowns through the air. Austin Eckler could also be in line for a career high in rush attempts this season with the new coaching regime. We don't know how they're going to use Eckler yet. He's always been in that 130, 140 carry range, and I do think it's within his range of outcomes for him to get a little bit closer to that 200 carry marker this season. He doesn't have much competition with Justin Jackson, Josh Kelly, and rookie Larry Roundtree. So I do think, especially if Eckler can get closer to 200 carries, he has the upside <clears throat> evidence by his 17-game uh, pace of last season to be over 1,500 yards, 90-plus receptions. And if he does get close to that 200-carry uh, marker that we were talking about, then he has a whole lot of upside and a very safe floor, especially in full PPR formats. And that's why I will be targeting Austin Eckler in fantasy football drafts in 2021. Early rounds, first, late first round, early second round. Austin Eckler is a guy that I love to get as my running back two if I can. And I'm okay with him as my running back one if I have to. Now, the third guy we have to talk about today, man, this one really hurts me. Me, me and my boy have been talking about it. it, it he's seen me. I've been a mess this weekend. Just a little, little sidebar, a little story. This weekend has been a mess for me. 
as you can see, normally, uh, if you've been around before, if you haven't, usually I do all my content for the week on Saturdays for the most part, right? But I've had the Murphy's Law effect hit me. I think that's what it is. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So I've been in and out here. I'm here for the second day. It's Sunday. The Julio Jones trade just happened. It's a beautiful day out. But I am here grinding out fantasy football content for y'all. But back to the matter at hand. Me and my boy, he knows I've been hurting because I had to pivot off of DeAndre Swift here. And instead, I've decided to go with another second-year running back, and that is Antonio Gibson of the Washington football team. And the reason why I decided to pivot was because everything we've heard about DeAndre Swift, it hasn't necessarily been negative, but basically the coaching staff has insinuated that Jamal Williams is going to be a lot more involved than what I would have expected and what we would like to see for his fantasy football outlook in 2021. And on the other hand, Every single thing that we have heard about Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson has been great. It has been, we want to get him more involved in the receiving game. Rob Rivera, head coach, said that he expects a big leap for Antonio Gibson in year two. So that is why I decided to pivot and go with Antonio Gibson here. But Antonio Gibson, last season, rookie season, he plays in 14 games. He gets 170 carries, 795 yards, and 11 touchdowns on the ground. 44 targets, 36 catches, 247 yards receiving, 4.7 yards per attempt, 5.6 yards per target, and 81.8% catch rate. Now, I do expect this offense to take a step forward this season with the additions of Ryan Fitzpatrick and Curtis Samuel in free agency and Dayami Brown in the draft. I expect the offense to be more efficient overall, more scoring opportunities, and also as we already know from last season, they have a great defense. They've continued to build their defense this offseason, and I expect their offensive line to also improve a bit as well. So with all that in mind, a good defense that should provide neutral to positive game scripts, a lot more opportunity for them to run the ball, which is great for Antonio Gibson, and the overall improved efficiency in the offense. I expect Antonio Gibson to be very successful for fantasy football in 2021. Another thing you got to keep in mind when we talk about Antonio Gibson is that he was also, like Aaron Jones, very efficient last season, and he was coming into the league converting from wide receiver to running back, right? No offseason because of COVID, and he was able to do what he did last season. So a lot of the time, one of the big questions when a player is poised for more volume is how will that affect their efficiency? And I do see it within Antonio Gibson's range of outcomes that he actually builds upon his efficiency with the better, uh, with the more efficient offense overall and his in a full offseason, get his, his kind of feet under him as a running back, more confident in his new role. But one other thing that we should mention before we move on is that it has been mentioned that uh, by Antonio Gibson himself that that turf toe injury from the end of last season has still been lingering. Uh, but I'm not super concerned about this yet. We'll have to see how this progresses as the offseason goes. But I don't, ex I don't think the coaching staff would have came out and said all the things they said if they thought this was something that was going to affect Antonio Gibson and his workload come time for the season. But with all that being said, the efficiency, the improved offense, the great defense, and um, and all the great coach speak, that is why I will be targeting Antonio Gibson in fantasy football drafts in 2021. I'm okay with him as my RB2 in the back half of the second round. A lot of time you can get him in the third round as your RB2 or your RB3 if you really wanted to. So moving on from Antonio Gibson, we will talk about the last player on my list today. And there's a player that I have touched on extensively in the past. And it's none other than Chris Carson, running back of the Seattle Seahawks. 
currently 42nd overall in ECR. And if you want to hear more details about this, go ahead and check out that video if you haven't already. One of my better pieces of work. I'm going to be relatively brief with this one because I've talked about this all so much before and I don't want to be beating a dead horse. But Chris Carson plays on a top tier offense being the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson, two of the best receivers in the league and Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Defenses can't hone in on him. They can't stack the box on Chris Carson because of the threat of DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson throwing them the ball. Also, head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Do we know who that is? Pete Carroll. You know what Pete Carroll likes to do? Run that rock, baby. Shove it down their throats on the ground. It's his favorite thing to do every season. We got to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. You know, last season we saw it with Russell Wilson getting going. And then as soon as Russell Wilson started tailing off. Oh, whoa. This season, um, I just smacked my phone right off the thing because I was so excited. I don't even need the thing anymore. I know exactly where I'm going with this. Um. Last season, we saw that as soon as Russell Wilson started to tail off, we saw Pete Carroll, nope, we got to go back to running the ball. So another thing I really like about Chris Carson is that he has little to no competition for work with Rashad Penny, who cannot stay healthy for the life of him, Travis Homer, and DJ Dallas, two guys that at best are kind of change of pace running backs. And then year over year, We've seen Chris Carson get more and more involved in the passing game as a receiver. Russell Wilson trust, is starting to trust him more and more as a weapon in the receiving game, evidenced by last year. I don't even need the phone for this. I knocked the thing over. I don't even care. It's because I, I know this by hot now, right? 12 games played, 46 targets, 37 catches, 247 yards receiving, and four receiving touchdowns. Now, one of the reasons why Chris Carson falls into this fourth round tier is because he's injury prone. He's an injury risk, right? And that is partially true, but Chris Carson's averaged 14 games played over the past three seasons. Last season, he missed four games. Other than that, he's missed one in two games in 2018 and 2019. And I kind of personally, and all you guys too, should kind of expect your running backs to miss a game or two out two throughout the season, just because of the nature of the position. You know, they're, they're down in the trenches doing the dirty work, so they are going to get banged up. They will generally miss a game or two at least. So to get Chris Carson at that discount because of the injury risk, I'm fine with that. You could go out and you could go with a running back in the first. You could take a wide receiver and a tight end in the second and the third, or tight end, wide receiver, and get Chris Carson as your RB2 and be happy. In a lot of cases, for me at least, I'm getting Chris Carson as my running back three, and I absolutely love to see that uh, slotting in Chris Carson week in and week out as my running back three. So that's my list. Quick recap. We have Aaron Jones, running back, Green Bay Packers, Austin Eckler, running back, LA Chargers, Antonio Gibson, running back, Washington football team, and Chris Carson, running back, Seattle Seahawks. But that's all I got for y'all today. Let me know down in the comments what y'all thought. If you agree with me, if you disagree, some of your early round running back targets and anything else you'd like to see slash hear from me down in the comments below. And if you did enjoy this video, make sure to leave a like. It really helps. And subscribe to the channel if you haven't. It helps me. It helps my boy put foods on the tables, right? Subscribe to the channel. Help me reach that goal of 100 subscribers on YouTube by the end of the fantasy football season. If you're listening to the podcast, hop, over, hop on over to YouTube and do that, please. I really appreciate it but that's all i got that's it that's all that's all there is i hope you guys enjoyed i really appreciate you coming by spending some time with me and as always thank you love you peace